Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Good morning. Happy, uh, oh, it's Monday, is it's it It's a not? new week. Absolutely. Wow, brand new week, and you know, there's lots and lots to talk about, too. New week, same old stories, though. You know, no one's talking about, I've watched the different news programs over the weekend, and nobody's talking about the fact that we're on a razor's edge with World War III. You're saying, what? Poland has moved troops to the Belarus border. Yes. And they there's talk that Poland wants land that Belarus has, and there may be a conflict. If there's a shooting conflict between Poland and Belarus, Russia has already said they're standing with their, they call it union allies. I guess when you're with the Soviet Union, you know, but they, right. they, even though they're not the Soviet Union anymore, uh, Vladimir Putin likes to use the word union. And uh, so if if there's a shooting war between Poland and Belarus, you can expect the Russians to get involved too. And if, of course, that happens, you got all of NATO that has to be involved because they have a pact where one goes, all goes. You know, I, I mean, and that's going to be uh, the beginning of World War III. And it's going to be us involved in that uh, fiasco too. This is what, by the way, Joe Biden has maneuvered us into. We're in a situation now where we uh, have a shooting war going on and we are moments away from getting involved ourselves. And uh, uh, it, it's sad. And nobody's talking about it. Over the weekend, I heard about Carmela Harris and how she went down to Florida and how uh, she was telling everybody that Ron DeSantis is a racist. I mean, this is the look. That at, was a hack job. And it a was. Half. You know, and, and, and like, come on, you know, you play the race card over and over again. It's like the kid who cries wolf. Enough. Enough, Carmella. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they're they're changing, you know, uh, critical race theory teaching in uh, school back to just traditional teaching of history, which is what they should do. Even to mainstream black professors that are saying, yeah, we can't ignore, you know, uh, uh, what happened with slavery. but Let's be honest here, you know, uh, the people that were slaves, they learned skills that they took and turned around to the betterment of themselves, their family, uh, families for generation after generation after generation. Mm -hmm. So they took, you know, it's like, okay, we'll take our lemon in life and make a big picture of lemonade, which is what they did. They took the bad and turned it into good. And so... Yes, it was a bad thing, but good became from it. Otherwise, Kamala wouldn't have had the opportunity to go and do what the hell she did over well, the weekend. Well, you know, Carmela, by the way, just a point of interest, I think one one of her uh, parents is from India, and the She's other— She's not black, yeah. She, the other is from overseas. I, I, I may have that wrong. Oh, the other, I think, is Jamaican or something like that. But I, I don't think her family has a lineage that goes back to American slavery. You know no, what I'm saying? No, not 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 at all. But, but she, but boy, she she wears that cloak conveniently when she wants to, doesn't she? She oh, she puts yeah. that that jacket on. She goes out there, and she all of a sudden they they start doing the false accent, which she gets right into. You know, it, it just drives me nuts. You know, they they uh, demean the black the minority. Uh, they they demean well, them, the intelligence of these people. You know, black people are equals in every way, and their intelligence is of the same level as any other any other race in this country. And to think that you can talk down to them like that is an insult. You're insulting a, a large segment, the segment that you're trying to encourage to be on your side. You know, Howard Cosell once got himself in a trap. He talked about... I know, I remember that stupid story. Yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah, the black athletes that excel because whatever. But, you know, I will say, you know, there there are black people that are of wealth or in power that got there because they had to overcome obstacles and they had to learn better, do more, and they made themselves... You know, apparently more successful, Bill, whether it was... There have been guys who have made medicines, great doctors. Every, yeah. You know, I mean, these are, there are people who have invented things that we use every single day right now who come from 
the black minority community. Right. You know, and what I'm saying. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. I, I just find it amazing that uh, she goes down there and she insults their intelligence. Yeah. You know, from adversity comes conquest and and great things. And I'm just saying it is unfortunate what happened with slavery. But there were people that were impoverished, were enslaved, and they turned it around. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, that that is the human plight, you know, where you can sit there, you know, you you pull up your boots, you know, and you you you, you march forward and you make a positive thing happen. And so to those, I celebrate. Yeah. So don't don't sit there and try to pull no one no one entire- is Bill, no one is not no one is saying that they the black community didn't have an unfair right start in our country they had a terribly unfair start everybody knows that it wasn't but don't fair. let don't let someone like Carmela pull you back down into a deep hole the abyss that you fought so hard to get yourself on a, out of and excel from yes Shame on you, Kamala. You are and Democrats for doing that. You are in a wonderful place right now. You know, you've never been in a better place in the history of our country. Don't let them think that you're being denied anything. You're not. You're not. Mm-hmm. If anything, well, if anything, the people who are denying you stuff are the people who are telling you you can't do it because you're being picked on. Now, with that said, Carmela could be our next president. In as little as a few days, oh, maybe a few hours, because there is word that Joe Biden, if he were to be impeached, mm-hmm. you know, he would he would step down before it ever happened. If they thought it was coming or anything bad was coming, he would step down because of medical reasons. Well, that leaves us Carmela. Now, mm-hmm. they could yank her out, but then you would be putting a Republican into the seat. They're not going to do that. So Carmela... We could be doing a whole new hail to the chief. Oh, oh. hell, Kamala. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. But, you know, the thing is, don't think she's not, uh, she's not somebody who couldn't be impeached herself because she has been walking uh, arm in arm with this criminal for the last two and a half years. So there's well, what something she should be- have done. What she should have done is shut up for the past two and a half years because every time she opens her oh. mouth, it's it's like a I don't know, it's like a crapshoot with a you know bunch of dice coming out, marbles coming out of her mouth. It's just it's a word salad, like they say. It, who knows what the hell she's talking? About. She doesn't even know sometimes. You know, uh, Jonathan Turley was on, um, uh, I believe, uh, Shannon Bream's show on Fox on Sunday, and. Uh, they were talking about the case, the Biden case, and all the evidence that uh, they have. And Turley said something interesting. Listen. 23 form that Senator Grassley released. The FBI was not happy about that. They said that it actually could create danger and safety issues for the human informant, um, the confidential source that came forward. It alleges a number of conversations with Burisma executives out of Ukraine saying allegedly that they were forced to pay the Bidens a certain amount of money for help um, with various issues. Um, these are unverified allegations, but we have seen people in Washington, the Steele dossier comes to mind, run with unverified do- allegations, and that launching a number of investigations. So this 1023 form, former Attorney General Barr told me on the show a few weeks ago that it was sent to Delaware to the Weiss investigation that was already open. So I asked this latest whistleblower, Joseph Ziegler, if he ever saw that form as part of his investigation as the IRS agent on this case. Here's what he told me. I had never seen that document before, so I had never seen that 1023. And the reason why that 1023 might have been important is that can further validate some other evidence that we are trying to prove in the case. And that's why all information is necessary for especially the lead IRS case agent to have. 
Jonathan, can you assess why that didn't land in his desk during this investigation that took five years? No, they also testified that they were uh, denied uh, the ability to be debriefed on what was uh, coming out of the uh, FBI on this issue. And Bill Barr said that he sent this issue originally to Pittsburgh and the U.S. Attorney's Office, rather than the FBI, found additional information that the FBI did not. And then they sent it to Delaware. And it's increasingly it seems like the FBI is the place where evidence goes to die. I mean, you send evidence to the FBI, if it has the name Biden on it, uh, it dies a very rapid death. Uh, and so we have no idea why this was not shared. The key about that 1023 is that it mirrors perfectly what the House committees have found. It describes how the Bidens preferred to use a labyrinth of accounts and banks to hide payments, that no payments would go to what it refers to as the big guy, a term we've seen on the laptop, uh, and that this was all an effort to conceal these transactions. That's exactly what the committees have found in looking at the transactions from these banks. So there's no reason why this would be withheld because it confirmed independent information that they had access to. It's interesting. He said the FBI is the place that evidence goes to die. Mm-hmm. You know, it goes to die. They are They're covering killing. for this guy. Yeah. You know, and uh, that kind of leads me to something I was going to talk about later, but are the Democrats, uh, you know, are the, all the distractions and everything that's going on giving them all the all the time that they need to cover up Hunter, Joe, and, and the rest of the crew, you know, so that they get away with things? Because let's face it, the Republicans have got a limited amount of time. They had two years from when they got in and took the House to where they are right now. So what do you got? A year and a half left? Maybe? Yeah, but we have we have um, a Republican leadership that won't commit engage to impeachment. For example, I have a a piece here. It's a little long, but it's worth listening to. It's on the Shannon Bream. Was it Shannon show? I believe. Anyway, one yes. of the maybe no maybe maybe it was Maria Bartiromo's show where she's talking to Jim Jordan. And uh, Jim Jordan, of course, oh, one of the leaders. And, you know, he doesn't wear a coat. He always has his sleeves rolled up. And he talks a great talk. And I, and I have been sold on this guy for a long time, except nothing is happening with they talk a great talk. We're yeah, but gonna if you don't do walk this. to walk, what the, what the hell good are you? You That's talk exactly. to talk, but don't walk to walk, then you know what? Walk yourself and talk yourself right out the door. Well, this, listen to this. This is a guy who won't commit to impeachment. Explosive hearings this week. Can you take a step back? What was most important yeah. uh, in terms of what you've learned from these uh, whistleblowers and this testimony? Well... Yeah, I do think if you step back, there's sort of three fundamental questions here, Maria. The first one is, what were the Bidens doing to get the money? I mean, 20 different shell companies, nine different Bidens getting paid. What was the service? What was the product? What was the value they had? The only logical explanation here is it was access to then-Vice President Biden, maybe even before that, Senator Biden. The second key question is, was he really involved? Was it this, this Hunter Biden's operation, or was Joe Biden involved? It sure looks now like he was, based on this confidential human source and the information we got in the 1023 form thanks to senator grassley and now i think we're at the important final stage of this whole thing which is who are you going to believe the two whistleblowers whose testimony has been consistent or the garland biden justice department which can't get their story straight david weiss has said three different things over the last month and a half about how he handled this investigation what authority he had the whistleblowers have been true consistent and their testimony has not wavered so i think now that's the important phase and frankly that's the phase. That's the, that's the part that uh, the Judiciary Committee is really going to examine. Because David Weiss, Maria, said on June 7th in a letter to me, he said, I have full authority to determine where, when, and whether to file charges. And then 23 days later, he wrote me another letter. He said, I stand by what I wrote, but to clarify, but I want to add to it, he said, I actually don't have full authority. My authority is limited to my geograph- his U.S. Attorney's District. Well, which is it? You can't have full authority and then say you're limited. Yeah. And then just a few weeks later, he wrote, Senator Graham and changed his story yet again. And I think that is the key, and that's what we're going to be looking into. Well, what does A.G. Mar- Merrick Garland have to say about all of this? Did Merrick Garland uh, perjure himself by telling Great you he question. didn't get involved here? 
great question because what's so interesting is when I first wrote the Attorney General clear back in February asking about the special counsel, whether there should be a special counsel for the Hunter Biden investigation, he doesn't write me back. He doesn't answer. And they always give you a response. He doesn't answer. I write him again, the Attorney General. Again, he doesn't respond. But guess who does? David Weiss, the U.S. Attorney in Delaware, who's supposedly handling this case. That in and of itself is unusual. So the, the Attorney General has been pretty quiet other than what he testified to, which is David Weiss has full authority, but now David Weiss tells us he doesn't. And more importantly, Gary Shapley and Ziegler both told us that all through this investigation, the investigators and the prosecutors were on the same page. And then something happens near the end of 2022, October of 2022, it all changes. And that's this now famous meeting where David Weiss tells, tells Mr. Shapley and others of the investigative team, he says, I don't have full authority. I asked for special counsel status. Maine Justice wouldn't give it to me. That is the key distinction. He asked for it. He was denied is what Mr. Shapley says. Mr. Garland says, no, no, no. He had full authority. Mm. He could have had special counsel if that's what he really wanted. Those are the two different stories. we got to find out who's telling the truth. My gut tells me it's the two whistleblowers. Well, all of this leads to many people in the House saying that it is time to uh, draw up impeachment articles. Are you moving to impeach Attorney General Merrick Garland? This is, this is a question for the full conference, but I will tell you this. The speaker has been very clear. Speaker McCarthy said, if we have to go to an impeachment inquiry, we will, in fact, do that. It sure looks now, based on all this evidence that keeps piling up, based on what Senator Grassley released this week with the 1023 form, what we heard from the whistleblowers this past week, and the conflicting statements from the Justice Department, it sure looks like we're moving in that direction at a pretty quick pace. But ultimately, Maria, that's a question for the full conference, Republican conference in the House of Representatives. Uh, we will do what the Constitution requires if that's where we need to go, but we have to figure that all out. Um, one thing I do know is if you head down this road, it completely consumes Congress. I was, uh, as you know, I was on the other side of this when they Democrats did their ridiculous impeachment of President Trump four years ago, and the amount of time and focus it just demands from the from the Congress is, is huge, but if that's where we need to go because that's what the facts say, and that's what our constitutional duty is, then we will, of course, move in that direction. And, and throughout that time, during the impeachment proceedings for President Trump, the FBI had the Hunter Biden laptop. They knew about the money that the Biden family had taken in. So, I mean, there's a broader question of how you reform the FBI. But right. before I get to that, Federalist article this morning, revelations about Biden's $10 million Ukraine bribery scheme warrant impeachment. Let's talk about the big guy. What are you going to do about it? Well, we, we, we may that may be the question too. It may not be about may not be about the attorney general so much, although I think there's some important things there. It could be more about the president himself. Again, that's why Chairman Comer is going to continue to pursue his investigation. He's looking to get Hunter Biden's business partner, Devin Archer, in for a transcribed interview, in for a deposition where we can have it under oath, get that all in the record. Um, he's been trying to get that done. There's been a number of times it's been rescheduled. Hopefully that happens soon and we'll get that information. And then of course we'll see where we go from there. So you so you will bring uh, uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland in for questioning is what you're saying. What about a, an impeachment well, trial? Yeah, go ahead. Well, he... He, he is scheduled. He is scheduled to come in front of the uh, Judiciary Committee for the annual. Every year, the Attorney General comes in front of the Judiciary Committee. That'll be in September, so that is scheduled already. Uh, as we get closer, there's going to be lots of questions we have about this particular subject for the Attorney General when he's in front of us uh, in, in two months. I mean, people are calling this influence peddling. The fact that you know James Comer uh, has told us he has already identified 17 million dollars that the Biden family has taken in. Yep. He told me it's upwards of uh, 30 million dollars. Andy Biggs on the committee said it could go as high as $100 million. We have no idea how much money the Biden family has taken in. But what about that in and of itself? Putting the weaponization and the interference right. of, of the Justice Department in there. What about the actual money that he's taken in? Have you identified decisions that he made as vice president that could justify him getting paid for them? Well... Well, of course, the, 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 the big one that always comes to mind is what happened in Ukraine when he got the, the prosecutor, Mr. Shokin, fired. I mean, that's always the big one. What I, the irony here is that is the very kind of situation that they turned on President Trump yeah. four years ago. And in fact, it looks like they're the ones who were involved in some shady dealings when it came to the, the, to the country of Ukraine. It's always the way it seems the Democrats operate. They, they try to accuse you of what they're, they're in fact involved in. Right. That's exactly what it seems to me they did to, uh, to President Trump. So I know the other day, John Solomon 
Powell and talked about how we need to go back and, and look at all the things that took place in, that, in 2019 during the impeachment inquiry. We're, we're doing that. We're going back and looking at all those key facts because I think those are coming back to light now. Um, so, yeah, we will, we will look at all that information. Okay. And real quick, in terms of the reform of the FBI, you, your colleagues have talked about moving it out of Washington. Is that what you want to do, move headquarters out of Washington? Yeah. We certainly don't want to build a new headquarters in the Washington, D.C. area. We're looking at uh, going to Huntsville, Alabama, because they already that's already their second headquarters. I 20 see. of their 30 divisions are there. Okay. Uh, so we're looking at, at, at that. We think that could be helpful. You know, that's a superficial move. I'm going to tell you something. That That is nonsense, because we live in a, a world where uh, you can Zoom somebody in, in, and be as close as you want to be whenever you want to. So whether right. they move the headquarters down the street or down to Alabama, that's just to make them look like they're doing something. In the meantime, if you listen to what he said there, when it comes to impeachment of Biden with all of these uh, criminal activities that he's been uh, uh, he's been accused of doing and all this evidence mounting against him, he won't commit to actually doing it. Well, you know, it kind of sucks out all the oxygen and it takes up a, a lot of time. Hey, listen, the Democrats impeached Trump twice and they did it in about 15 minutes. OK, so get mm -hmm. off your butt down there and do something, because like Bill said a little while ago, we, when you took over Congress, you had two years and the clock is ticking and we're down to about uh, maybe a year and a third. It may only yeah. be symbolic, but it means something. So do something. Yeah, because the time is running out. And I'll tell you what, the Democrats are up to something. Don't think for a second they're not. They are up to something. We just mentioned earlier in the show that it's very possible you're going to have a new president this week. Now, I'm not saying that's an absolute, but all the indicators are there, and all the indicators are there. They want to cover up the Hunter mess. They mm -hmm. want to cover up the Joe Biden mess, the Biden family, because there are more people involved, and there's a good chance that the most of them are Democrats. I'm not saying there aren't Republicans in that mix, too, but I'm just saying, you know, don't believe the lies that are there before your eyes. You know, there's an old um, there, there there's an old addict that uh, uh, or edict that says, you know, anything that a Democrat says, expect the exact opposite. Now, kind of a case in point uh, is over the weekend uh, there was you know a story that was floating around. Maybe not from the most reliable news source, but the simple fact is it's that Jack Smith has been uh, urged to detain Trump. What does that mean? Lock him up. That's what it means. They want to lock Trump up pending the trial based on, well, new evidence that's out there. Oh, they got another phone recording. The last one we know is a piece of crap, and it's they're taking and twisting. So here they are twisting again. And why do they want to lock him up before the trial? Well, to prevent any uh, perceived uh, violence that could happen. You know, they want to prevent it. Okay, if let me ask you a question. If that's true and they wanted to lock Trump up and they went and, you know, at noon today you saw a news story of them locking up Trump to hold him until trial, like a January 6th,er where they lock him up, throw away the key, well, you got to wait for your trial. And they do that, that to Trump. Do you think... There wouldn't be civil unrest and violence. Of course it would be. Yeah, absolutely. That move, that move would be then to, in effect, cause the exact thing they're trying to prevent. But it's not. I believe they want violence. I believe. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I don't mean everybody on the other side, but I believe there's an element of the other side that figures if they can have civil unrest, they can do things like to initiate martial law. Delay, exactly. delay elections, postpone them, or or uh, cancel them altogether. Reset know? the stage, reset the clock, change everything, because Here, here's they the, are. Here's the story that you were talking about during an appearance on Dean Obadala's Sirius XM show. I have no idea who he is. I have no idea. Okay. A former federal prosecutor laid out, and I love how they write these stories laid out a compelling case to take Donald Trump into custody and hold him until his case comes to trial. According to legal expert Greg Kirshner, who I've never heard of. Have you ever heard of Greg no, Kirshner? No, I have not. But he's a legal expert. There's a solid history of locking up defendants 
when they are considered a threat to the community and that Trump's latest hints about fomenting violence constitute a reasonable reason for special counsel Jack Smith to take him out of public circulation. This article is written by a hack, okay? I'm not going to read the rest of it because it irritates me, and I am too old to allow my blood pressure to go up. But suffice it to say that what Bill said is true. There is an element. The seed has been planted somewhere. And don't think for one second other groups aren't going to start talking about it in the not-too-distant future, especially as they get closer to doing something against Biden. If, if, yes. if it looks like they're going to uh, impeach Biden, they're going to talk more and more about arresting Trump. They don't want you to pay attention to the real story, the real criminal, the real truth. They want you to believe that Trump is the bad guy and Trump is the guy you should be afraid of. It is, it is absolutely sickening to see what's happening in our country right now. Anyway, I could go on and on. I have a, I have a piece here. Rudy Giuliani is right. um, was on Steve Bannon's show on Friday evening, and they talked about the case that they have against Biden. I don't know whether you're aware of this or not, but Rudy Giuliani, before he was the mayor of New York, before he was the aide to President Trump, he was a federal prosecutor, and he ran uh, a lot of big... Uh, strike forces that went after like the mafia the five oh, yeah. the five families in New York didn't we talk about that on the weekend show we mentioned that uh i uh, maybe we didn't uh, we i i had done the story it, we might have done it off the air but here's what rudy said listen Rudy Giuliani, uh, Mayor, thank you for taking time away on a Friday to join us. I got a bunch of stuff to go through, so I want to kind of get through it rapidly. The first is the New York Post, our beloved New York Post, huge story today on the whole Burisma thing, the Grassley memo. Uh, the situation is that you just hear the pressure and pressure on the lawfare side all day long on cable news. You know, Trump's going to get 95 more indictments. Just give us your assessment, particularly since you were the first one to bring the American people this entire situation in the Ukraine. Um, and uh, and now Grassley put the memo out. Of course, the mainstream media is saying unverified. The New York Post is not saying that, and we're not saying that. Unverified. Your thoughts, sir? This is probably the most verified informant information I've ever seen. It's been verified by about um, three years of disclosures including actual testimony that people uh, have seen or can see that's been tape recorded. I mean, Shulkin has testified, the guy who was fired, the guy who actually who actually uh, fixed the case, Lusenko has testified. I mean, there's direct testimony. Biden confessed to it when he, when he was in front of the Atlantic Council. Uh, the hard drive contains at least five texts that would be used as admissions in the trial. Best one being that Hunter tells his, texts his daughter straight out, I've had to give half my income for the last 30 years to Pop. Uh, I, they say, well, there's no evidence that money went to Pop. Yeah? How about his son says he gave it to him? <laughs> I've never had better evidence than that, Steve. This is like Alice in Wonderland. The, uh, the 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 uh, Rudy, you you took down the you everybody saw the movie Godfather when they're sitting around the table with the five families. The movie, the, I think the timing is in the late forties or early fifties before the move to Vegas. But you actually, as a prosecutor, you took down the five families. Do right. you have as much information? Oh. Do you have as much evidence to take down the Biden crime family as you had to take down the five families of the New York mafia, sir? Uh, I mean, without exaggeration, Steve, this would be the strongest case I've ever seen. I've never seen a stronger case. There are literally five or six direct witnesses who actually can tell you the crime. Uh, and, and I'm I'm adding, I don't count on uh, my caller Zolchevsky to uh, testify, the guy who was the, who gave the information. Uh, because uh, he's a he's a he's an organized criminal and he's he's suspected of murder. But if he testified, now you have seven witnesses, and, and you have bank records, you have a uh, money laundering transaction of three million dollars that goes to the Bidens. That's just on paper. You don't need a witness for it. 
Honestly, I've never seen more evidence than that. And to say that this is not verified is just a lie, horribly. Also, the Daily Mail today reported that the FBI had actually internally corroborated this. They don't like to say it, but they, they were led to this because of the information that Costello and I uh, gave them. This is a guy who was uh, the U.S. attorney for the Southern District of New York from 1983 to 1989. He took down the five uh, mafia families and did an, yeah. an incredible job. He's not a jerk. You know, they, they try to make him out to be uh, almost a mindless sycophant of Trump's. He's not. Rudy Giuliani is a terrific lawyer, a smart man, and he knows what he's talking about. Never mind what the media and the press is trying to make you believe, okay? Um, oh, they've done a good job trying to make him a feeble idiot that's a criminal and uh, yep. him and Trump, and they were profiting from buying. It was, it was ridiculous. The stories, if you would step back and just look at the story at its substance level, you would realize that it was a pile of manure. Oh, I know. They were just slinging at him. But uh, they they just, that never stops the left from throwing it anyway. You know, no. the, the fact that it's a blatant lie, that none of their charges hold any substance, have any meat on them, they just throw it out anyway, just keep shoveling it out because it, it's not uh, the quality of the accusation, it's the quantity of the accusation. Uh, but uh, we should take a moment, if we can, for just a second to pause and talk about uh, the possibility of you advertising on our program. We've decided to uh, to consider some uh, advertising sponsorship partnerships, and yeah. uh, I think it would be something that a smart advertiser might consider, uh, not terribly expensive. Our reach is amazing. If you are looking for some kind of a national or international reach, we have people listening all around the country, thousands of people in all the states. And we have, of course, now people listening in Germany, France, uh, Russia. I mean, you name the continent. There's uh, somebody on that continent is listening to this program, which I find amazing. It's just mind-boggling. This is a guy who got into radio on a 500-watt radio station in uh, in a small town in Rhode Island that reached about 12 people. And, and to think that you can now do what we're doing and reach so many so quickly. It's amazing. Mind-boggling. You know, it doesn't matter your reach. The fact is, effective advertising works, mm -hmm. and we're a good conduit. I mean, we look at numbers, raw numbers, and they're pretty significant, but we only look at it from one source, and that's the parent source where we, we reside on Podbean. Yeah, it's it's anotherday.com, the, the web domain, but it's still done on a host company. But then... Places like iHeart, Spotify, uh, iTunes, you name it, uh, over 25 different streaming sites mm -hmm. also carry the show. And so we sometimes get stuff from people that we have no idea who they are. Uh, and even, you know, we always throw the email out there. The interesting thing is the people that take advantage of the email are the politicians and whatnot <laughs> to send out their news releases is like, hey, thanks, guys, but we already had that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so it's a, terrific, it's a terrific opportunity for a smart advertiser to become a partner with our program. We're not uh, untried and unproven. We've been doing this now for close to two years, and we've gone from literally nothing to a pretty amazing audience. Yeah, and by the way, officially, this is episode number 400, if I got my count right. It's more than that, because we don't, excuse me, we don't put a number on the weekend shows. Uh, so when we do a weekend show, it's it's just there. It's like down in Louisiana, they have a word called lanyap, which means a little something extra. So the weekends are lanyap. But the simple fact is, we're 400 episodes and tomorrow that goes on the plus side, which means that we're here. Mm -hmm. We're here, we're serious, and we're here to stay. So we figured it's time because we go, wow, we've got all these listeners. Why don't we have advertising? Well, that's a good question. Well, I think so, I think we come from a broadcasting background, both of us. 
we worked we on some. Out. We're not salesmen. Well, no, no, that's true. <laughs> We're too. not salespeople. Well, that's true too. But uh, the fact of the matter is, we also didn't figure that we had a product that was big enough at the time to sell. It, but now, because of our background, we see it's a it's an incredible audience. It has grown exponentially uh, at, at a rapid rate. And it, it, no, can can we turn around and tell you how many people every day are listening? Not really. We can give you a, a thumbnail sketch, but we can't give you because there are so many different platforms and so many different ways to measure uh, podcasts. But what we mm. can tell you is based upon our response to the program, we have a massive audience out there. We you know we run a promo at the end of our shows, which is from uh, a from Amazon essentially, and Amazon says we have two hundred million people plus yeah. listening to the program. Now I don't know where they get that figure from, but they I think they got it from a French statistical company in Paris, and uh, I I I don't I think it could use some scrutiny myself, but the fact that we reach if we reach 2 million people would be amazing. You know, I mean, we have got a much bigger audience than I think even we realize. And, yeah. uh, it, you know, and again, this is not going to be an expensive proposition for an advertiser. It's not going to break your back, but it's going to be an opportunity for you to promote your product to thousands of people around the country at an affordable rate. And also to partnership with us and maybe uh, make a statement for your business. You know? Well, you know what? I'll, I'll say this, too. There might be some salesperson out there that uh, has a lot, a good Rolodex and, you know, sees, sees it as an opportunity. Well, it could be an opportunity. So let's do this. Let's throw out the uh, the phone number, and then I'll give the email. And Well, the other, the other thing we should point out is how we promote your business is up for, you know, uh, discussion. We may, yeah. have you, we may have you on as a guest and talk about it for a segment. We may have your commercials uh, be direct uh, reads, uh, direct reads from you. So yeah. uh, something to consider. Uh, our phone number here, in case you want to talk to us, uh, just ask for Jim or Bill. And again, if you call the phone number, you're going to get a machine. You're not going to get somebody right away calling you back. But be patient, please. We're a small crew here. Our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868. And there's mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at itsanotherday.com. So contact us, and uh, we will get back to you. We might be a little slow because, like Jim said, we're a small crew here. As a matter of fact, the last time I counted, mm -hmm. uh, this, I'm looking at the staff. There's two of us. That's true. <laughs> I didn't say how many. I said we're small. I didn't lie. Uh, you know, the, the thing is, too, uh, uh, we are enthusiastic about what we do, and I think you'll find that our enthusiasm spreads into your commercials, too. Also, to the people out there who are listening who don't like commercials, let me just explain a, a little something, a little reality. Uh, commercials help us stay here. Uh, there yeah. are expenses that we, we have to pay out of our pocket on a regular basis, and like Bill said, we're just two guys, and... Uh, Initially, you do it because you want to build a program and, you know, get a, 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 a product together. Well, we've got that product together now. And it's, it's not that we want to become rich because we'll never become rich doing this program. But it will help us sustain ourselves. It will help yeah. keep the program going. It'll make it easier for Bill and I to do the program. Um, it doesn't mean that if we don't get sponsors, we're going to quit. We, we didn't say that. But no. it, get, it gets harder. Do you know? So um, if you are... Well, you know what, though? Uh, testament to us, and then we probably ought to move on. Simple fact is we've done this for over a year and a half. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, with that said, and we've done it without compensation, and the shows have gotten better and better and better. No, I'm not trying to brag, but what we have done as two fellow broadcasters that came from a different realm of broadcasting, mm -hmm. we've honed our skills. And we bounce pretty well off of each other. We both sit there and we go, we, uh, in our own respective time, gather up stories. And then Jim does a great job of getting audio because we can only, you know, you can't have it coming from two different ends. So it comes from his end. And a lot of times we 
we work off of that. What I'm saying is you're getting a well-polished, fine-tuned media machine, and that's just what I'm going to say on that. And, and you know, the thing is, uh, to our credit, we both have, even though we did come from a different type of uh, of broadcasting, you know, I was, I was, I'll be honest with you, I was a disc jockey for years. You know, I played the records, you know, and Bill was too, but, but I also did talk radio and I also helped program and manage talk radio programs. And you did the same thing. You helped put together one of the uh, finest talk programs in the Northeast, maybe the country. Uh, well, it was on XM for a while. It was on XM for a while. And one of the hosts uh, still subs for Sean Hannity and was on Fox and, you know, and I worked with another person that was a disc jockey that is well known now. So it's not like uh, the political strings haven't been. Uh, We've worked in that area before. with me. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I think it's, and I do find it interesting how, like you said, we have gotten used to our rhythm. You know, mm-hmm. we know when to compliment each other's indicate you know i pause and you pick it up like you do the same thing these are things you have to it's like dancing it's like if you're dancing with a new partner and they have to learn how you move who leads who who follows this is kind of the same thing so enough of that we've talked about this long enough and we've done a you have one more thing to say i can tell no no i was gonna i was gonna point out a story that i just saw i haven't Mm -hmm. opened it up but it was sitting there going yeah, how many people live in the United States? What, 365 million, something, something like, like that? Something like that, yeah. All right. Close. So now, and this is on the Gateway Pundit, actually, but the headline reads that now, according to uh, the count, there are the total number of illegal aliens who entered the U.S. under Joe Biden is now more than the population of how many states would that be? Oh, I have one, a, a two, three, <laughs> Bill? 50, or 35. 35! Ding, 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 ding. That's the answer. 35 states. Yep. Total number of illegal aliens who entered the U.S. under the Biden administration. So you know what they're doing? They're canceling out the conservative Republican vote. That's what they're trying to do. And do you know what? Or at least give cause for it. And do you know what they're doing now, the illegals? I saw this over the weekend, too. They're starting to protest protest they're not getting enough from us for free they want jobs they want housing and they want subsidies from us so help me god i saw them they're holding up signs we want jobs now these are illegals marching in our cities i hope they continue to do this when trump is president it will make it easier for him to find them yeah, you know, I mean, uh, did we advertise for them to come here so that they expect those rights? Because well, Joe Joe Biden kind of did. Remember during the uh, yeah, I know he did. During That's... The, the debate, he said he was going to open the borders up. Hey, hey, hey. Well, he did exactly. You know, even when he's told not to do something, he does it. He has done so many illegal things. So maybe he should step down. But then, can you imagine? The train wreck that we're stepping out of to the train wreck we're going to step into if Karmala becomes president this week. I don't know if how. I, I, I don't know how we will um, be able to. Uh, I don't know how we'll make it with Carmela. Well, being. you know, I I hear Democrats all over the place. Our democracy, our democracy. Let me tell you something. Your party threw away democracy and the republic when it took office the last time, which, by the way, I firmly believe you stole. You You you, didn't win it. you got to remember what uh, President Trump said about this uh, president we have right now. We have a compromised president. China gives him millions of dollars. If he's given Biden millions of dollars, he's compromised. Now, that's only the stuff they found. There's a lot of other things, and there'll be some things that you never find, but there's a lot of other things. So he's getting millions of dollars illegally from China. And then you say, hey, they impeached me over a phone call that was perfect. Why aren't they impeaching Biden for receiving tens of millions of dollars? Why isn't he under impeachment? I mean, that's such a logical. Why isn't he being impeached, Republicans? Where are you? Don't talk about what you're going to do. Do something. By the way, uh, it was just announced. Sand is where they are. It was just announced that Trump is going to uh, be doing, uh, I guess, a rally in Erie 
uh, this coming weekend in Erie, Pennsylvania, which is hmm. going to be interesting, kind of solidify his uh, position in PA. But I don't think if he thinks that he can win, if he thinks that he can overwhelm the uh, election results and win that way, I think President Trump is making a, a grave and uh, fatal, a fatal mistake because I think they're going to steal it. No matter what they need, they will get it in the long run. They'll just pause the counting at 1 o'clock in the morning, and they'll resume it again the next morning. In the meantime, they'll ship in boxes of uh, phony ballots like they did in Philadelphia uh, during the last election in 2020, and nobody will complain. As a matter of fact, if you talk about it, you'll be called an election denier. You know. Oh, that's what they do all the time. I, it's, you know, and there's all these little uh, weird little Democrat live shows showing up on all the social media over the weekend. Mm -hmm. And they talk about, oh, you know, this is the best president possibly in history with the best economy possibly in history. I mean, look at his rallies. I mean, they're flooded with people. I'm going, who the hell are you trying to fool? <laughs> I know. He has about 12 people and then mostly his staff. Yeah, uh, you Biden. know, well, see, that guy, you know, uh, has never been to a rally. And most of the people listening have never been to a rally. So they just take his word for, yeah, I'm a Democrat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I wish prices would be cheaper. but And that's what I heard a comment on. Well, I wish prices were cheaper and things were a little better. But, yeah, you're right. It, it is the best. See, they, you know, they're being led along like sheep. And... That's what the Democrats are doing. They're telling you lies until you get off your ass and go out and see for yourself and look up the stories for yourself. You might drop your jaw and be a little shocked at what lies your party has told you. Not that the Republicans aren't telling any lies either. It's a lying bunch of fools. And, you know, it's all snakes in D.C. Well, I'll tell you, um, we are. We're living in interesting times, as they would say. Snakes in D.C., for darn sure. But you know what gets me? We are, we are, uh, we have all this turmoil, all this uh, upheaval going on, and the yeah. Republicans, they'll talk and they'll talk and they'll confuse, but nothing gets done, and yeah. and the and the clock keeps ticking. Case in point. I like John Kennedy. He's a senator from Louisiana. He's he's always got a colloquialism or a funny joke that makes me laugh. And uh, he's got an interesting... I think he's an Oxford uh, scholar, uh, a Rhodes scholar. I think he's got a terrific uh, CV, as they would say, uh, resume. And um, But yet, he gets out this past Friday, I guess, and he's talking to... Um, He's talking to his fellow senators about an amendment that he's trying to put forward, where uh, they they will they will uni uh, how did they how did he put it they will uh, condemn the disgusting racism that has been aimed at Justice Clarence Thomas, and they spent and I'm going to play seven minutes and forty two seconds of this because I want you to really? hear how long they wasted on an amendment that sh it wasn't even necessary, but it took up time. It was a waste of space. Now, people who like Thomas, and I like Thomas, I like Thomas, but we have got a war that is uh, festering over in the Ukraine. We've got China try getting ready to attack Taiwan. We've got uh, the North Koreans threatening to throw nukes again. All this stuff is going on. We got, We've got an entire country that Joe Biden has let into our country. Absolutely. That outnumbers the population of 35 states. And that was as of when they printed yes. the story with more and more people flooding in. At some point in time, we are going to house two separate countries with equal population. But we spent seven minutes and 42 seconds talking like this. Chairman, I would... Uh call up uh, amendment SIL 23885, SIL 23885. Uh, this amendment would simply condemn the racist things that have been said about Justice Clarence Thomas. 
So to be clear, Senator Durbin, you're talking about simply saying that we condemn racism against any justice, but, but he will only put one justice in? That's right. I, I don't understand the reluctance to accept the fact that Justice Clarence Thomas, who happens to be a black man, has been the butt of a lot of racist statements. And I don't understand the reluctance to condemn those. And that's what my amendment does. I don't want to water it down. I don't want to bubble wrap it. I don't want to sugarcoat it. I want it to say, biggest Dallas, the United States Senate condemns all these racist things that have been said about Justice Clarence Thomas. Now, if somebody wants to offer another amendment to condemn every racist thing that has ever been said in the history of ever, I will vote for it. But this one is about Clarence Thomas. And I'll support going through justice by justice, each of them, all of whom have, ha, 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 anybody who's ever served on the Supreme Court. But this one, and I think we all ought to go on record, is about Clarence Thomas. Will Senator Kennedy yield for a question? Yes, sir. I'm reading your amendment, which I think is very well drafted. One of the things you cite is on July 13th, just a few days ago, 2023, Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison disgustingly likened Justice Thomas to a house slave from the film Django Unchained. Are there any of the other nine justices who have been subject to such racist attack in the last few days from a sitting Democrat in the state of Minnesota who disgusting, has anyone else been subject to those kind of attacks as frequently, as brazenly, and as unapologetically? No, sir, and it would be unconscionable for this committee not to condemn that kind of rhetoric for Clarence Thomas. Chairman, um, despite Senator Graham's view of the breadth of this bill and the debate, I consider this to be not relevant to the matter at hand. And further, it specifically requests the Biden administration to inject itself politically into a law enforcement decision that the Biden administration, I think quite properly, has avoided uh, getting involved with. So I urge my colleagues to vote no. Any further discussion on this amendment? If not, Are you going to offer a second degree then on the... On I have that? some discussion. Senator Kennedy, your amendment. How can you not condemn a statement calling, call, call, calling Justice Clarence Thomas a house slave? Come on, folks. That's all this amendment does. I mean, does anybody here support that kind of rhetoric? I don't. I don't think you do. And this kind of rhetoric hasn't been directed toward John's Robert, John Roberts. It hasn't been directed toward, toward Neil Gorsuch. It's been directed toward Clarence Thomas. And it's un-American. It's unconscionable. And I can't believe we wouldn't condemn it. I don't care how many lawyers can dance on the head of a pen. Don't 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 try to pretend that this is a some sort of a a, a technical um, mistake in this amendment. It's not complicated. You don't have to be a senior at Caltech to figure it out. It says all of this stuff about Clarence Thomas calling him a house slave and other racist disgusting statements we condemn now you either condemn it or you don't and that's all this amendment does if i may respond i for one do condemn that sort of rhetoric 
But the senator's amendment does more than that. It calls upon the Biden administration to enforce Section 1507 of Title 18 United States Code to protect Supreme Court justices, including Justice Thomas, in light of flagrant violations of the law designed to intimidate justices. And we've spent a lot of time in this committee trying to make sure that the White House and the political side of the executive branch is kept out of internal Department of Justice law enforcement decisions. And in the light of that, I again ask my colleagues to vote no unless there's a second-degree amendment that clears that problem. Mr. Chairman? I respect my colleague, Senator Whitehouse. And he's better at me counting the number of lawyers that can dance on the head of a pen. But this is a real simple amendment. If you support the racist things that have been said about Clarence Thomas then vote against this amendment. If you think the things that have been said about Clarence Thomas are rape, racist to the marrow and you condemn them, then vote for this amendment. Senator Cruz. Mr. Chairman, two arguments have been proffered against Senator, Senator Kennedy's amendment. The first argument is, well, gosh, maybe there have been racist things said against other justices. I will point out objectively the venom and bigotry directed at Clarence Thomas is qualitatively different from any of the other eight justices. This resolution gives multiple instances of elected Democrats currently in office launching racial epithets with complete impunity. The second argument given was the argument given by Senator Whitehouse, and he says, well, the part that is offensive of this is it calls on the Department of Justice to enforce the law. Just stop and repeat that to yourself again. So it is now the position of Democrats that it is unacceptable to ask the Department of Justice to enforce the law. Senator Cruz, would you yield to a question? Happily. Would you read one more time for the record that statement about Justice Thomas and who made it. On July 13, 2023, Minnesota Attorney General Keith Ellison, the currently sitting Attorney General, offensively likened Justice Thomas to a house slave from the film Django Unchained. So that was seven minutes and 42 seconds. I wanted you to hear the whole thing, the ridiculously long and I think waste of time talking about this man. By the way, even though Sheldon Whitehouse... Um, was saying don't vote for it. He urges that everybody vote no. In the end, they all voted unanim unanimously for uh, this amendment. It passed. But here's the thing. Um, it, it was a waste of time. And I think a lot of this is happening in our government right now. We're, we're ignoring the, like Bill said, we have the border situation. We have... Uh, millions of illegals uh, walking through our streets with no background check. We don't know who these people are. And, and we have Congress talking about essentially amendment that says we all think that it's wrong to call uh, Senator, I mean, uh, Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas uh, a bad name. Mm -hmm. I mean, what the heck is that all about? I mean, well, don't we have better things to do right now? We're in crisis mode, and these guys are playing like a, a softball. Well, I don't know if it's a softball. I think in I the think long term, because well, they they all unanimously voted for it, but they didn't even want to have the vote or do any of this. They wanted to poo-poo it, and basically, it did call out certain racist in the Democrat Party that sit there. You can't play both sides of the fence. So, it, seven minutes was too long. They could have got to the vote and done it. I do applaud, uh, you know, uh, you know Ted Cruz because he, uh, you know, he's a brilliant guy. Even though he's been put down a lot, you know, and mm. and he's been called some racial things too. So you know, what's uh, ironic about this thing? The amendment was put forward by the senator from Louisiana, right? Yeah. Louisiana. That's as deep south as you get, and it was fought against by the senator. From Rhode Island, who, by the way, if you remember, Sheldon Lighthouse was the senator who was a member of an all-white 
Yacht Club in Rhode Island. They yeah. they found this out about a year and a half ago, two years ago, and he he first tried to deny it, and then it was actually true. And an all white, a racially discriminating yacht club he was a member of, and yet and he was fighting against the passage of that amendment. Amazing. Yeah, well, you know what? Black people, rightfully so, offended by the N-word. But, you know, you have these well-educated white people that sit there and use fancy ways of saying, you know, well, a house slave. That's all they are. It's a house slave. I never said the N-word. Uh, yeah. Well, these are Democrats that are doing it. So, you know, they did just light up their toes with a candle on fire and poured some gas on it. Now, what do they do with that piece of legislation? Because I... Uh, I do remember being in a trial once, uh, not against me, but uh, the simple fact was it was it was race related, and the attorney who is these days a good friend of mine uh, sat there and said once a racist always a racist, mm -hmm. once a cheater always a cheater. The list goes on and on and on. So these guys have been singled out and identified in that. So that's the good out of it. But seven minutes was too long. That was a cut and dry simple case. Should have been presented, done, over with, but the guilty didn't want to. I don't ever remember in my whole life ever using personally that N-word. I've always thought of that as being offensive. And I'm not saying that to brag. It's just the no. way I was brought up. And I'm talking about back in the 50s and the 60s. It was a word that was not, it wasn't appropriate even back then by people who, you know, uh, respected all you all human beings, and uh, well, you know, kids don't see color differences, but we learn color differences and differences in people. Maybe well, that's true. from uh, whether it's you know uh, a deficiency that they have, the color of their skin, maybe they have some kind of defect. You know, we learn that. And where do we learn that from? Well, the people that uh, brought us into the world. And they pass it on. And that happens, actually, in all the races. So it is not a white-only thing. Oh, but look, look at a lot of the rap songs, Bill, throw the N-word around like it's like it's no big deal. They throw it around, well, and, and they think that it has no consequence, but it does. And they, they speak out against white people in a derogative way yeah. because they learned it from somebody too i'm just saying you know it's we the adults you know the the people that you know the well, young well, look up to we I, need to get our act together is i think what I'm when saying. we die and we go to heaven and they they say okay here comes jim harrington there's no box that says jim harrington or white caucasian i don't think you'll see that <laughs> i think it'll be just yeah, here comes Jim. A soul Harry. has no color. Yeah. A soul has no color. Yep. So I, I think we started we we've definitely got to stop. We have to stop the Camilla Harris's from using race as a, an a, an issue. Make making a non issue an issue for political purposes. It's gotta and stop. For, and for a white person in that boat, that would be a Joe Biden. And look who he was friends with, the biggest racist in, oh, yeah. of all. Yeah. So, I you know, mean, you know, goes, picked on Clarence Thomas more than anyone in the in the Senate ever. Joe yeah. Robinette Biden during because during, he is a racist. Oh, he went after uh, Clarence Thomas viciously. Now, don't don't think that Joe Biden is some uh, kumbaya uh, liberal. He had to grow into that politically. I don't believe he believes half of what he says. But if it's good for him politically, that's good enough for Joe Biden. Well, he's made money with it. That's for damn sure. And that's that's the crime. Hey, my friend. You know, oh, go ahead. You have, any, you have something you I, want to say? Yeah, I was going to say, well, I think it's time we wind up this clock. <laughs> well, <laughs> funny. We are on the same page. I was just going to say the same thing. Uh, we will do it again uh, uh, tomorrow, same time. Also, if... Uh, you want to reach us again, our phone number is 833-538-7868, 833-538-7868. And there's mail at itsanotherday.com, mail at itsanotherday.com. I was looking to see if I could pick up a name from somebody that messaged me last night from California. Uh, I, I'll mention them tomorrow, but uh, I guess there's a website out there that wants to plug the show. Hey, God bless them. God bless you. If we do anything California-centric, and I said— One uh, of the most beautiful states in the country, despite what I, the left is trying to do to it. 
<laughs> I grew up there. I grew up in the San Joaquin Valley, the gateway to the Sequoias. I know all about it. I mean, and, you, you know, the only good thing about San Francisco's situation right now is that it can be fixed. It can be fixed. If you get some responsible people in government and they start to clean the place up and help out the needy. And there are a lot of people who are on the street who need a lot of help uh, from people who have means. You know, uh, they need rehab. They need a shelter. They need uh, aid and comfort. Those are the kind of things. And, and a lot of them need uh, special training. So uh, yeah. it, it, just sticking them on the street and saying you enjoy your tent is not the answer. You know? No, it's not. And, you know, there's a lot more conservatives in California than what the common person might believe. Democrats are a very small circle of people that command in big cities. So it looks like they've got a lot of power and they have a lot of influence. And they do, but they're not the mass population that lives out. It's time for the conservatives, and there can be conservative Democrats too, but all of them, to stand up and take back that state from the liberal A-somethings that uh, are in control <laughs> ruining it. Now. They're ruining yeah. a great state. Hey, friends, have a great day, Bill, if you'd like to. I, I would imagine you've warmed up your voice for our, our uh, customized closing. Because you do it well, so well. Is you know. that, hang on, let me see. I got to All right, it's all yours. It's all mine? Yep. Hasta la vista, baby! We're out of here! The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>